As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Free. If there's one thing that you could do that would improve your sales, it's to become a prospecting machine. It's one of the most time-consuming but beneficial places uh, where you can continually improve how to identify your target customer, how to find more of them, and then how to quickly find their contact information and determine the best way to get in touch with them. Well, that's what we're going to talk to Ryan O'Donnell of Hack about today. So stick around. Welcome to Rocketship.fm, the podcast where we explore startups from funding to growth, from culture to sales and everything in between. I'm Michael Saka. And I'm Joelle Goldman. All right. Well, Ryan, welcome. We're excited to have you here today. Michael, thanks for having me. Yeah. We're going to talk about some sales. So um, first off, for those that aren't familiar, tell me what is Cellhack? 
So Cellhack is a platform built for salespeople. And it's set up to automate prospect list building anywhere across the web. So salespeople or you know, founders of early stage companies can spend less time formatting Excel docs and more time pitching and closing. Yeah, I, I use it myself. So I can say that it does save a ton of time. Um, I use it with LinkedIn. Um, a lot. So um, really, really great product. And that's why I'm excited to talk about sales here today. And I'm curious, how did you get into sales? Um, where did your interest start? So, you know, I wouldn't say that, that I'm a salesperson. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm a sales geek. Um, I'm, a, I'm a startup founder. I'm a, a revenue generator. So I guess by default, um, sales is one of my, my chief responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, we built Cellhack because there was nothing out there that could do what we needed to be done, right? And I think the realization came uh, during a pipeline review for a former company um, that that we had. And it was like, we, we were spending an ungodly amount of time, you know, on these, you know, social, you know, so, you know, Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and we were searching for our prospects and finding them. And then it was this exercise of copying, pasting search results and, and pasting them into an Excel doc and formatting the Excel document. Um, you know, so all the data is in structured columns so we could send our emails, but then we didn't have email addresses or phone numbers. So we had to go out and just this, this whole process was just tedious and time consuming. And, you know, being technologists, we said, Hey, if we apply some tech to this, um, and automate a lot of these manual processes, um, that's going to, you know, create an efficiency and help us do more faster. So, um, let's talk a bit about, you know, building that prospecting machine, if you will. where where do you start when when you guys you know are are building up a prospect list? So we we look for the least common denominator or or, or the easiest thing, and it, not everyone has this luxury. But I, I'm going to break this up into two parts. Right, um, you're a brand new company. Um, you've never sold. Um, you have no customers, right? So where you would start is figuring out who are your potential buyers. Right. And it's, it's an exercise that I would, I would say needs to be, um, you know, you need to form a hypothesis and then you need to experiment. So if you're selling, um, you know, some sort of accounting based software, then you might posit that, um, the buyer of your software is going to be, you know, the, the VP of finance or, or, or the finance director at, at a company, you know, companies from anywhere from 50 to 5,000 employees, for example. Um, and then you would go on and, and, you know, to like a site like LinkedIn, for example, and you could run your advanced search and try to find people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you already have customers, the, the, the best place to start when you're building out your, your prospect segments is by, is, you know, by researching um, your existing customers, right? And literally like take, 10 customers, take your, your most recent 10 customers and then go in and research them, right? And figure out um, what are their common characteristics or, or where do they, you know, where are the differentiators, right? And you can start to create segments based off of that. So you might have one segment of buyers who are, you know, like I said, VPs of finance at companies from, you know, 50 to, to 2,000 employees, for example. And you might notice that your buyers at, at company sizes, uh, you know, 10 to 50 employees, you might see that, that the buyer is actually the CEO. So what you're doing in, in, in that exercise is you're figuring out, okay, of all the people who buy 
my solution. Um, here are the different ways that here are the different ways that I can find them on the web using structured data. Interesting. And so, if you know that, um, you know, even even knowing that, you know, you need to target the CEO when the pl- employees are the size. Where do you find uh, those people in the future? The next the the next batch that you're going to pursue. I mean, so it, so it, if I did that, it, if I took the example and said, okay, um, one of my one of my targets are it's a CEO, company size ten to fifty, because I found the person's uh, profile on LinkedIn, and all this data is readily readily available, right? So, so Jill Smith signs up. She's the CEO of a ten person company, um, based in San Francisco, um, in the you know internet or information technology industry. Like all of a sudden, those those you know five bits of information, um, I can take those and plug those into an advanced search. And all of a sudden, I'll see that there's 1,600 other people just like Jill. Okay. That's where I start, right? And until I work my way through those 1,600 people, that's segment number one. And I'm going to work, I'm going to, you know, there's 1,600 prospects that are similar to someone else who's already bought my product or service. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And so do you... um, are you a proponent of email or the phone call? What, what's what's your preference these days? Email. Okay. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I'm biased, um, but 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 I'll 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 throw this out there for for folks to chew on. Right. Um, back in the day, the the way that you would find new new prospects um, was door to door. Right. So selling snake oil, um, and then it was direct mail. Right. And then it was phone. Right. And I think email is just, you know, the proliferation of it over the last, I don't know, you know, 10, five years since it's really started to take off for, uh, you know, very sales related B2B. It's, it's just, I can make, I can send more emails in 10 minutes than I can make phone calls in 10 minutes. Sure. I can make more phone calls than I can knock on doors or send emails. So email is just, uh, email is the most efficient communication medium, in my opinion. So, that's where we go. Now we fold phone into that to support our emails as we do folding in, you know, advertising and, 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 you know, other ways of getting in front of, of our prospects. But like I said, email is the most efficient medium. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so how do you create that campaign? Um, you know, you've got your list, you've got, you know, the next hundred people you want to email. How do you craft that, that message? Right. So, so let's go back to our two segments. So we said CEO, uh, 10, you know, at a company with 10 to 50 employees. And then we said a VP of finance at a company with, what was it like 200 to to 5,000 employees, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to get in their mind and, and, and we try to think about, we try to put ourselves in these shoes and, and, and I see a lot of folks, you know, when they're going through building out their ideal customer profiles and, and persona building, like that's all great. If you've got, you know, a ton of time to sit back and think about, you know, the demographics of, of some of these folks, but we like to think about it in terms of what are they actually dealing with at work? Like what pressures do they have? A CEO of a 10 person startup cares about different things than a VP of finance at a 2000 person company. Right. right? Yep. They have different pressures. Absolutely. They have it. So um, because of that, we speak to them differently, right? So the VP of, of finance might be looking to cut their OPEX, 
right? Or they might be looking to make a case as to why they need to, to hire or fire some people on their team, right? Where the, the CEO might be looking to raise their next round of financing and needs to get to that, that next level of revenue in order to close around at a certain certain valuation. So because of that, and because we're putting ourselves into their shoes for a moment, and we think about what are the things that they care about? What are the hot button issues? What are the things that are going to make them, that are going to pique curiosity and encourage them to take an action um, on the email? Um, that's how we actually go into our, our, our campaign generation and our copywriting. Nice. Yeah. And then how do you optimize that for conversion? Uh, we test, okay. Right? We, yeah. we, we start with the hypothesis and we always have, have two variants an A and a B variant. Um, and, and, you know, we, we, we kill the weaker performer and we introduce a, a, a second, you know, a, 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 an alternative B variant. And then we, we test those. And so, so every day, so I, I live hand to mouth, right. And, and our, our team does as well every single day. Um, we go into CellHack, we, we build our, our prospect list. So 50, 100, 200 new prospects that fit a certain segment that we're, that we're targeting, right? Um, we get that list and then, and then we already have our email campaigns set up. So over the course of two months, anyone that I'm contacting is going to get anywhere from 10 to 14 emails from us. Right, mm-hmm. and and they all say different things, but they all address, uh, you know, more or less, um, the value add that we could bring to a certain business, right? So if I'm sending an email to a to a VP of sales, I'll I'll, I'll talk about, um, you know, reducing the amount of time that 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 you know his or her sales team is spending on manually building lists, right? And talking about getting the team more efficient and 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 getting the you know 10xing the 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 pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we'll we'll kind of we'll fold into that communication, you know, some empirical data, but also, um, you know, we'll talk in a way that's going to resonate with that person. And then, you know, so so today I build my list. Um, I'll call that cohort one. So cohort one gets email one today. Monday, cohort one is going to get email two. Right, but mm-hmm. cohort two, which which are the people who I'm adding to my new Monday list, they get email one. Right, so so these campaigns just compound over time. And in the when you talk about you know pipeline management and and ensuring a steady flow of of leads coming in, you know over the course of ten to fourteen emails spanning two months, um, you know people are going. Your prospects are going to reply at different, you know, they're going to reply to different emails at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this is going to, this whole system, what this creates is the steady flow of people from, you know, the segment that you've already identified as having a high propensity to convert. Um, they're going to be responding to emails and trickling in. And we look at what emails they respond to and, you know, the ones that, that have a, a, a lower you know, uh, you know, clicker conversion rate, we remove those and we introduce the, the new variant. And then we just constantly test that. Interesting. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond. 
at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. And what is um, like an ideal length for these initial emails um, is I, I know there's no science or, or exact, you know, to it, but are these like paragraphs or these short sentences? What do you kind of go for? Let me put the question back to you. Okay. Um, what is the ideal length of email you would like to receive from someone? And is it short sentences or is it paragraphs? So short sentences, maybe three to five sentences I, I might read if I'm interested. If I'm not interested in the first sentence, I'm probably not going to read the rest. Exactly. Bingo. Yeah. So it, it's three to five sentences, um, short and sweet. Uh, you know, And the email is structured so that every sentence in the email, actually starting with the subject line, um, is meant to get the reader to that next step. Okay. Right? So the subject line gets the gets the... Um, the reader to, um, you know, the salutations there. So you, you want to use personalization and use their name. But the first sentence, that's the connection statement, right? So you either want to, maybe you have a, an unfair advantage and you went to the same school or you mm. know people. You want to pique curiosity there. You want them, you know, you don't want to hit them with your message right off the bat and sound spammy. Um, you want to pique curiosity or at least establish some semblance of rapport that's going to keep them reading. Right. Okay. It gets to yep. the next statement, and then it's, and then maybe you're hitting them with a question um, that 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 they can chew and think about, and it's a rhetorical question like, "Wouldn't it be great if this?" or "Or have you ever, you know?" Um, and then you're hitting them with like, you know, how you actually solve a problem um, for other people who are like them, you know. So maybe you mention competitors of theirs if they're your customers or companies like them, because that's going to play psychologically, you know, you're not lying, but what you're doing is, is you are saying to them, Hey, look, um, we already work with people just like you, right. Or maybe with people just like you who work at companies that you compete against and they're seeing success with us. So the person reading, look, if they, they don't act on it, um, that, you know, that's, that's their problem. Right. If you, if you craft your email in such a way and assuming the person that you're emailing wants to win or be successful, um, there's no reason why someone wouldn't um, reply to your email. Now, the replies of those emails can vary mm -hmm. significantly. Um, it could be, please don't email me again. <laughs> it could be, you know, I'm working with a competitor. It could be, I'm interested. What are next steps? And each of those... You know, each of those different replies, I think it's incredibly important. You know, we have one here. I think it's, there's like 50, 50 different lines that we've created, but we have an objection handler doc. It's, it's, you know, based on, we've learned that based on whatever we send, there's, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 different re responses that people are going to have to that. And based on that, we already have, we already know how we're, we're going to reply to that. Mm, yes. Right? Okay. So. So with a small team, we're able to to be a lot more efficient in a lot less time and handle a lot more, um, you know, folks who are replying back to us, and and we know it works in terms of of our responses in order to try to get that conversion right. Unless you tell me to leave you alone, I probably have a good reason. <laughs> why we should move to the next step. And the next step, it, it's not marriage, right? I'm not sending a contract. I'm not getting you right into a trial. The next step might be as simple as a, a two or five minute call mm -hmm. where 
I'm going to qualify you, right? And and I do that because I don't want to waste anyone's time. Right. right? So and let's, I, oh, go yeah. on, yeah. No, no, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pause there. Well, I was going to say, w- let's talk about that that um, call to action um, so that you're establishing the next step up front. Um, what is it generally in these emails? Well, it can't be... Um, in order to stay can spam compliant, which is important if you're sending unsolicited emails, we, we wrote a blog post about this. Mm. It's readily available on the FTC site. Um, get smart on it. There's like seven, seven checks you should follow um, to make sure that, that you're can spam compliant. One of those is you know, you, you're not sending an email saying, hey, click to buy. Okay. Right. Um, you know, uh, our domain expertise comes in the world of B2B, SaaS, you know, software as a service. Um, it could be applied to other services, uh, other service-related businesses. Um, but, but typically, the, the vast majority of clients that, that we see using CellHack um, are selling to other businesses. They're, they're, they're not selling you know, a personalized coffee mug to um, you know, an avid coffee drinker right mm-hmm. out of the gates. That, that's what right. Amazon's for. Right. Okay. Cold email is best used uh, for B2B, in my opinion. So, so our calls to action are structured in such a way that, um, you know, it's not, you know, click here to, to sign up to a recurring $99 a month, you know, software solution that's going to do X, Y, or Z. It's, you know, how does your calendar look next week for a five-minute call to see if there's a fit? Ah, uh, Okay. And, and from there you can schedule the call or figure out what the next best step is. Yep. So if someone replies to that email and says, okay, what do we do? Um, first thing I do to that is I, I pick the phone up and call them mm. and I say, um, you know, going back to Jill, I say, you know, Hey Jill, Ryan from Selhack, uh, just saw you replied to my email. Um, I was going to reply, but thought it made more sense to give you a quick call. Nice. Right. Yep. And then I'll ask a question, you know, and, and I've got, you know, I have a few different qualification questions, but we want to make sure that a, someone's already, pro- that, that our clients are already prospecting. Um, we don't want to come in and design an entire system for them. That just doesn't scale for us. So we want to make sure that they're already searching the web, looking for, for people to, um, you know, potentially work with or offer a solution to. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that there's people dedicated on the team, either part-time or full-time to that prospecting process, right? And then we want to understand, um, you know, how many leads per month they're looking for, right? So based on that, I now have, you know, I now have a good idea as to how serious they are about prospecting. Um, what's the potential opportunity for our business and it, uh, selfishly for me what's the potential opportunity for us mm-hmm. and then i know when i go into a demo call um, or scheduling a demo i know you know what features of our functionality to show them that are going to speak to uh, the challenges that they're probably having given their current system right nice and then what kind of plan they could fit into as well i assume Yes, it, 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 exactly. So if someone tells me that, that they have, you know, um, five people on their sales team and each of them are required to add, you know, a hundred new leads per month, I know exactly what type of, of plan they would fit into for us. 
Um, and, and I can show them that type of functionality and, and already be armed for that. It, and I know that, that the flip side of their argument, if they're going to continue to do this by hand, I know that you know, it takes anywhere from two to five minutes per contact to find someone online, get all of their relevant data into an Excel spreadsheet if you're doing it by hand, mm-hmm. and then go out and try to you know, verify their email address and get their phone number. I know that takes a few minutes per contact. I know that with, with CellHack, it takes two to five seconds. You know, so I can take our, our prospect through an exercise to help them understand, hey, look, if you're paying someone 60 grand a year, um, then every prospect, you know, and we'll walk through how much that person's time's worth, right? But for 100 prospects per month, you know, they're spending anywhere from, from two to 500 minutes per month or a couple hours in doing this. And that's time that they could be, you know, um, you know, holding demos, following up with people who haven't scheduled demos, you know, working on, on, on presentations. Um, and and it, it just comes down to, you know, trying to save a few bucks, having people do things that we, that we automate with technology at, at the end of the day, that's, that's an invalid argument because you're spending a lot more of the time that, that you're spending in, or the money that you're spending in salary on having these people try to save a few bucks on the front end. Right. right? So you've got your sale and you're, um, you're already handling the objections. You already know what the objections could be, right? Exactly. And you're ready for it. Yeah. Right. I love it. Um, well, cool. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and sharing this with us. Um, where can we keep up with you and sell hack online? So, uh, we, we blog once every week or two, we'll be stepping that up, um, uh, at blog.sellhack.com. Um, the best thing to do is, is we have, um, you can get a free account at sellhack.com. You'll get 10 free leads with that. Um, we'll send you a lot of interesting sales-related technology. Um, but for anyone out there who's you know listening to this and saying, okay, I'm in a position where if I had more customers, I personally or my business would be more successful. And I'm frustrated in figuring out how to find contact information or how to build lists or, or how to get out of, of all doing all of these really manual tasks um, that are that are sucking valuable time away from from you know my core responsibilities. Um, I'd say, you know, if you're out there and 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 you're thinking anything related to this, um, contact me directly at Ryan at sellhack.com. Um, we should get you set up with a, a five minute call. Like I, I just talked about, you'll probably hear me ask some of the same questions and, and we'll quickly figure out whether or not there is a fit. And if there is a fit, you know, we can move you to a trial and, and get you some more leads to work with and, and, and see if, you know, we can't help make your sales and prospecting process a heck of a lot more efficient. Yep. I love it. And I I can, I can say it probably will. So um, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Michael. My pleasure. Big thanks to Ryan O'Donnell for coming on here today. Uh, If you want to find out more about CellHack, go to CellHack.com. It's a fantastic product. Big thanks to our sponsor today, PipeDrive. Go to PipeDrive.com forward slash Rocketship. Get two months free of their brilliant sales CRM. If you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at RocketshipFM. You could follow me at Michael Saka and Joel at Joel Goldman. 
Alright, we'll see you back here on Wednesday where we will continue the sales series and we're going to teach you how to pitch your product and handle objections like the best of them. So we're really excited to bring this to you. So we'll see you Wednesday.